It's time for episode 232 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, March 14th, 2018. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clock Pies, the tech podcast where we talk about our favorite pies, because it's pie day. I'm your co-host, Dan Morin, and I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Micah Sargent. Hi, Micah. Nom, 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 nom. Dan, if you were a pie, what pie would you be? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm a classic. I'm a classy kind of classic person, so apple pie. Apple I pie, thought I you were going to say I'm a classy guy, so I have an apple pie. Uh, okay, if you're going to take apple, then, then I'll take pumpkin. All right. All right. That's good. Because I'm a pumpkin. Excellent. Well, we are joined by two wonderful guests to t- discuss four topics. To my left is the head unicorn at the Unicorn Sidekick and host of Friends in Your Ears on the Incomparable Network. It's Kathy Campbell. Hi, Kathy. What's your favorite pie? Hi, Dan. I like cottage pie. <laughs> All right. that's, that, that's savory, right? We're, we're talking savory. I'm glad yes, we're going to leave yes. it at that. Yep. Yep. I'm just stopping there. <laughs> And to my left is managing editor at VR Heads and writer at Mini Mobile Nations Properties. It is Russell Holly. Hi, Russell. Hello. You, you got a pie for us? I'm going to stick with a pizza pie just to oh. be difficult. Oh, nice. very nice. nice. Very sneaky. Right. But nobody doesn't like pizza. And if they don't, keep it to yourself. That's yeah, please. Keep it to yourself. Shh, shh, All right. Yourself. Let's kick off our topics today. I'm going first cryptocurrencies uh they've been talked about for many years now but they seem to have uh become an even more hot topic in the last week or so i just watched john oliver's segment on cryptocurrencies from this week's last week tonight which i highly recommend and my question for you is have you invested in crypto coin is this a fad is it the future of currency what are your overall thoughts kathy i too watched the john oliver segment and it definitely helped me understand what cryptocurrencies were and how they work, et cetera, et cetera. Um, until you can go to like a store and purchase a car with cryptocurrencies or groceries or something, it's another one of those tenuous items, kind of like the stock market where yes, you can make money, but is it really real money and who really can like controls (laughs) it? And, and I'm just very hesitant. I like my money where it is. I like being able to at least know that it can physically turn into something that I can purchase items from. So I am holding off fairly certain it's going to be the fad, but you know, I may be eating my words in a decade or so, and I'm okay with that. Not if you can't afford your words because you don't have any bitcoins. True. <laughs> <laughs> to buy a car or some groceries. I um, so I already don't think money is real. Um, <laughs> so we just throw that out there first. Uh, we'll that's fine. Like, that. can I have your share of the podcast? Uh, oh, well, let right? me let I'm me really let, me, let me be clear. <laughs> let me clarify here. I like money. There's a disconnect between between this like physical manifestation of wealth and then this thing that exists sort of in the ether and I use to uh, buy things that I need and things that I want and pay for services that I need slash services that I want. Um, I do not like having physical cash at all anytime i get physical cash i try to get rid of it as soon as possible like by depositing into the bank uh not just throwing it out into the world (laughs) um and and i like because of that 
Um, and because of, of services like uh, Cash from uh, what is it, Square, um, they are they they make it possible for you to both uh, buy and sell Bitcoin right within the app, um, and then also keep your money right within the app. And they just added like direct deposit stuff, so you can even like make it your basically your quote unquote bank. Um, I think we're going to be living in a world in not too terribly long where it sort of doesn't matter uh, practically day to day what where your money is like coming from and what what value it exists in because the computers can do all of the translation for us and we can go into the store and we could say it's, you know, $2 for a beverage. And it doesn't matter if that $2 is actually us dollars or if part of it is made up by like the one Bitcoin you have in your bank or the one blurb coin you have in your bank. It, it doesn't matter because we're just sort of dealing digitally. So I, I don't think it's necessarily a fad. I just think that we're going to see a lot of different types of like credits and cryptocurrencies and things like that. And uh, the world will figure it out. Russell, what are your thoughts? Well, so I have, uh, I, I've never done any of the actual mining uh, myself, but I've I've done a pretty significant amount of research. I did appreciate the, the work that John Oliver did kind of doing the best possible job, simplifying it so that it was easy for as easy as possible for a group of people to understand. But as far as my personal use, when it comes down to the the resources that it costs in order to, to mine, including my personal time, I just the, it's never been worth it. You know, my, my time is better spent elsewhere, and my, my CPU cycles, to be perfectly honest, are better spent elsewhere. Uh, so it's it's never been something that I've uh, I've felt the need to invest the time into. Yeah, I, I too have never really delved headfirst into this. Um, I'm intrigued by it from a theoretical standpoint, and certainly there are fundamental ideas underlying the crypto idea of cryptocurrency that I think have a lot of potential power. Um, everybody likes to talk about the blockchain, obviously, but sort of, you know, the idea of a cryptographically secure currency, I think that there's something in that. And even if it's not and Bitcoin that ends up thriving out of this, it's possible that this will have some sort of long term effect on, you know, the financial industry and on the idea of currency, etc. So I think there's some evolution still to come here. And I think this is just the first idea of it. But right now, it's also too volatile a thing for me to want to really get invested in personally. Uh, thanks for your thoughts on that. Let's go to our second topic, which comes from Kathy. All right. So WWDC dates have just been announced, which usually means uh, some new products or upgrades to products or some sort of something will happen. We can pretty much guarantee that something will happen, um, <laughs> which means that most of us will tend to decide or think about wanting to get a new product or upgrade their current product. My question is, what product do you have that you love? It doesn't necessarily have to be first generation, but something that you see no need to upgrade to, regardless of what those upgrades are. I've got a very good answer for you. Um, I have the last version of the MacBook Pro with Retina Display that Apple made before <laughs> they made the the new version with the touchpad and the the other one that doesn't have the touchpad but has sort of the same um, build. Um, this machine is awesome because it has a discrete GPU. Um, it has. Like, I've got a bunch of stuff plugged into it right now. All these ports, they're so beautiful. And uh, <laughs> it's still thin and light and powerful and wonderful. And 
I have never been more happy with, excuse me, never been more happy with a laptop computer than I have been with this machine. And I haven't used um, any of the newer machines other than in passing. And did, like all I, I haven't i've i've heard plenty of bad things about them and do not suffer any of those issues with the one that i have so i'm going to keep this baby running as long as i possibly can and uh i had before that the first uh macbook pro with retina display that apple ever made and i kept that running for as long as i could too until i was able to to upgrade to the machine that i have now so i'm going to be holding on to that and clutching it with all of my heart and soul <laughs> Russell, what about you? So the biggest uh, one for me in kind of my day-to-day right now is actually the iPad Pro, the uh, the smaller version that came out last year. It, uh, it does absolutely everything that I want it to do. And it, I you know, a big part of what's being talked about for WWDC this year is, uh, is iPad refreshes. And I really just can't think of anything that Apple could do that would make me want to grab another one. Yeah, um... Let's see. Well, I got an Apple answer and a non-Apple answer. My Apple answer is kind of along Micah's lines. Uh, I've got a 2014 MacBook Air, an 11-inch model, which you can't get anymore, really. Uh, And I really love this machine, with the exception of the fact that it doesn't have a retina display, which is kind of a bummer when I bounce back and forth between that and my 5K iMac. Um, But other than that, that machine is incredibly capable. It's very small. It's very light. It has USB ports, more than one, and not a (laughs) USB-C port, uh, and MagSafe connector, all that good stuff. So I'm pretty happy with that machine. On the non-Apple side, and this is when I, the first thing that popped to mind when, uh, when I saw Kathy's topic was... Uh, the stereo that's hooked up to my TV, which I think maybe I've mentioned before, is the same stereo I've had since high school, um, which is just a two-speaker stereo system uh, that runs off, you know, it doesn't even have, you know, HDMI wasn't invented at that point, so it's just your standard RCA plugs, but it's plugged into my Xbox and my TV and all that jazz, and you know what? It's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. I don't have 5.1, 7.1, 12.5 surround sound, uh, <laughs> and and I, I've somehow managed to survive this long. And that thing is like a tank. It just will not die. So, you know, they don't make them like they used to, I guess. That is fantastic. I love all of your answers. Um, my choice is my Kindle Paperwhite. Um, I've had it, gosh, I don't even know how many years. And I... It does exactly what it needs to do until it explodes or stops charging. That baby is not getting replaced, and I love it. Excellent. So nobody's making any money off of us this year. That's what I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. hearing. <laughs> now, no is that, money is that at the all. original Paperwhite or the, the one where they, they kind of fixed the LED striations? Because I had the original Paperwhite, and I, needed to, I, I had to upgrade the next year because I was convinced that the LED lines bothered me when they didn't for 11 months before that. Uh, but then all of a sudden they did. Yeah, the one I have is the, the updated one. That's actually okay. what finally flipped me over to actually finally buying a paper, like a Kindle of any sort, was fixing that. And I was like, okay, now that's, I can do it. And that's how they get I've you. Le- legibility of text. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's two topics down, two topics to go. But first... It is halftime here at Clockwise, we'd like to tell you about our sponsor. This week's episode of Clockwise is brought to you by our good friends at Linode. With Linode, you'll have access to a suite of powerful hosting options with prices starting at just $5 a month, and you'll be up and running with your own virtual server in the Linode cloud in under a minute. 
Linode offers industry-leading performance with native SSD storage, a 40-gigabit network, and Intel E5 processors. They've now got 10 data centers spread across the world, meaning you can serve your customers even quicker than before. They've got an API that allows you to easily automate tasks or develop custom applications in the cloud, and everything is manageable via the command line. All of Linode's pricing tiers feature hourly billing with a monthly cap on all plans and add-on services like backups and node balancers. Remember, Linode has those fantastic pricing options available. Their plans start at just one gigabyte of RAM for only $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigabytes of RAM. And as a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com slash clockwise, you'll not only be supporting us, but you'll also get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the gigabyte of RAM plan, that's four free months. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's absolutely nothing to lose. So go to linode.com slash clockwise to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit, or use the promo code clockwise2018 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for supporting this show. And halftime is over. I'm going to turn it over to you, Micah. What you got? Uh, so I've seen and purchased a lot of uh, products that... that- have the word smart before them that ended up being duds. I have not purchased the smart hairbrush, but I certainly have seen it and given it some serious side eye. Uh, I'm curious, what is a smart product that you use or have seen that you actually like, or maybe like something that you were surprised by and absolutely adore? Russell, we'll start with you. Yeah, so the most recent example, because I also uh, am a sucker for things that have the word smart somewhere near them, just even like the product next to the thing that is actually smart sometimes. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the most recent is actually Google's Clips camera. Uh, this The whole idea behind this camera is that you set it somewhere and you turn it on and then just walk away from it. And it uh, captures moments that it thinks you want to see later. It's entirely AI-driven. Uh, you, you do not control the shutter button in, in any practical way and at the end of the day you go and you look at your phone and it just has all of these moments that it's captured it's not like a steady feed that it recorded it is specific moments that the camera has gone and captured and i i am in love with this thing you know i've taken it to birthday parties and family events or, or just you know out uh with friends and the the things that i have gotten in response have been moments that that you know nobody was uh, you know, present enough to capture on their own or, or even aware that was happening, you know, you know, a smaller conversation inside of a larger group that led to something funny that was happening. And uh, having been able to share these with friends has been just this incredible experience because it was all stuff that, that the entire group was unaware of was happening or was unable to capture because this tiny little camera was, was sitting there kind of thinking for me. You know, I I didn't think I would be this person, but uh, I've transitioned most of the lamps in my house to smart bulbs over the last couple of years. And when it started out, it was sort of like I bought, you know, a couple to try out, uh, thinking this will be a this will be a fun thing to play around with for a while. But it will probably ultimately be just a fad. Uh, And you know what? I really I really like smart light bulbs um i i thought they would be kind of ridiculous um just in terms of you know how much simpler can you get than a light bulb but the fact that i can schedule these things that i can turn them on with my voice using my echo um that uh they let me do you know wacky things like changing the colors um timers all this stuff like it's honestly been really really useful uh and really handy for me in a way that i didn't think would be the case um so especially being able to like even just turn my lights on 
from outside the house when I get home or, you know, any set dimming levels, um, all this stuff has just been, it's been a huge improvement. Um, and I, I really, I really enjoy that. I wish I could replace every single light bulb in my house with the smart light, but I'm not quite there yet. So I have a pretty dumb house, I guess. Um, the smartest thing I have is an echo, um, but nothing no magical connections with anything but i'm about ready to think about getting smart light bulbs um just because everyone always seems to just like you said dan it's like oh you're hesitant but then you start with one and then soon you're they populate and are all over the house um so i think that might be a purchase in the future Although I'm really interested in looking at a smart hairbrush and see exactly what that is, <laughs> uh, I, I otherwise I don't really I don't really see any other smart products that have really triggered my insta buy desires. Which is I don't know if that makes me broken in this tech world or what, but <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. uh excellent answers all around i have to tell you i am getting so much joy and happiness um out of a a new product that i've come across uh by colleague and uh, fellow relay fm uh podcaster uh serenity caldwell on the imore show was talking about this awesome product called ember uh ember is a coffee mug well a, a a hot beverage mug that uh will Keep your your hot beverage at at a temperature that you set and keep it there as long as it has uh, battery power running to it. Um, this thing is incredible. Um, you can put put different presets. So there's one for like coffee, one for tea, one for a latte. But you can set those up however you want. And there's an Apple Watch app as well as an iPhone app where you go in and you say, "Hey, this is what I want the temperature to be at when I start to drink this beverage." And you brew your coffee or your tea or whatever, pour it in there, and then it'll notify you and let you know, "Hey, your coffee, tea, blah blah blah, has reached the temperature that you requested." And then it will keep it at that temperature for as long as you're drinking the beverage. It can sense when the cup is empty and then stops doing it. It comes with a little inductive charging uh, cradle that looks like a little saucer, and uh, as long as you keep it on the saucer, it can keep uh, keeping it can keep the beverage warm. But it comes with like a battery built into it, so you can carry it around. Obviously, uh, they have a travel mug and then a ceramic mug that's meant to just be used sort of in one location. And uh, I left to go to the store a couple days ago um, and left my tea on the saucer. And when I came back, it was the same temperature as when I left. And it was so awesome. Uh, There's nothing (laughs) less uh, delicious than microwaved coffee. Ugh, it's the worst. I don't I will not microwave coffee. Coffee, I'll dump it out instead. Um and so this thing is incredible that it can keep it at that temperature for as long as you're drinking. Someone it. needs so, to introduce Mike into a thermos. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same. It still will get cold after a while. I love the Ember. It's a totally cool product. Um so yeah that's that is mine. And let's go ahead and move on to Russell's topic. Yeah, so this uh, this is a weird conversation that's been happening in a couple of places in my life recently. I have uh, uh, I keep finding ways that people are using their phone and now also uh, tablets, uh, which kind of surprised me, in or very near their showers. 
<laughs> and so I wanted to I wanted to go around the the, the <laughs> horn here and see uh, how many people were were actively using their phones and or tablets in the shower or like during a long bath or something like that. Uh, I you know what I have n- I've never used my phone in the shower uh, or a bath really that I can remember. Um, I understand the impetus. I mean, you know, shower time, you get bored, you want to play some Alto's Odyssey or whatever, that's fine. <laughs> um, the functionality of it I wonder about a little bit, because water generally doesn't work very well with touchscreen, even, even if you have a waterproof phone, which I'm assuming everybody does, or they're using one of those cases. I will say, uh, when I was in Iceland last month, I went to the Blue Lagoon, which is this really big sort of complex of hot springs, uh, and it's it's really fun. And I, I realized, while well, I left my phone in, like, you know, the locker there, uh, but people out there were bringing their phones around to take pictures and stuff like that. And a lot of them, I think they sell at the Blue Lagoon, like, you know, a waterproof pouch, essentially, you can put your phone in, though I saw also people with, like, plastic bags and stuff, too. And I thought, oh, it would have been nice to take some pictures, but I also didn't really want to, you know, bring my phone around with me in this giant, uh, giant hot tub style complex. So, um, I, I, it's not, I, I feel like for me, that's the last safe vestige of I'm not connected when I'm in the shower. So maybe I'll just keep it that way. Kathy? Uh, so I just listen to music. Um, when I'm in the shower, uh, I can't do podcasts because that gets a little bit weird. Um, huh. when I'm listening to people that I have met in person <laughs> in the shower, that's crosses my, a line apparently. The show that is I best in the shower, just, just yeah. to be clear. <laughs> yeah. Um, the show so good. The shower. <laughs> uh, but I do put it in a very fancy metal cup, uh, so that it amplifies the sound. Um, cause I got really tired of having to pull, speakers out to charge and then remember to put them back in the shower um and so i just go low tech again in my dumb house um so i listen to music while i'm in the shower but the phone is outside of the shower and i don't really take baths so no i think is my answer (laughs) (laughs) uh well russell let me tell you i I'm never not using my phone in the shower. I have no shame about listening to people while I'm naked. Um, even people that I know, like I've, I have probably listened at least to, to Dan while I've showered. Um, it, <laughs> sure. So there yeah, you go, Dan. Fine. I hope you're not uncomfortable. Um, I, I, I don't like my showers are a peaceful time, but they're also a time when I do like a lot of thinking and it's, it's sort of a place for me to, to, to be comfortable, but also, I don't know, get things done. Um, and so I, I like to, to multitask in the shower. And one of those things is either listening to music, which is usually what I'll do, um, or listening to podcasts, uh, so ever since the iPhone um, started to become water resistant, then I would I just now take it in with no you know qualms or worries. Uh, but before it was water resistant, I had a little uh, like sealable bag that right, it could go yeah. into, and really only then I ever used it to just hit play and pause. Uh, it wasn't until the iPhone got water resistant that I started to use it for more than just uh, hitting play and pause. And even still, most of the time, that's what it is. But like, if I got a notification, an important message or something while I was in there, then I would hit it hit back. Now I can do that. But uh, most of the time, it's just just in there to make sure that I can uh, skip something if I don't want to hear it or go to the next song or what have you. So 
all the time. The music's always playing. That's great. I uh, I do uh, use my phone in the shower, but only when I travel. Uh, and I don't fully understand what the disconnect there is for me, but I will I will never bring my phone <laughs> into the shower when I'm at home. But I travel a bunch for work and, uh, you know, kind of like end of the day, need to grab a shower and I'm there by myself. Uh, I will listen usually just to music. But like if there's a podcast that I, I want to finish before going to bed or something, then I will uh, I'll listen to that as well. But, yeah, it's it's only when I'm not at home for some reason. <laughs> Well, you know, you don't want to huh. use your phone in your own shower. That's just... That's just weird. <laughs> that's yeah. just that's, weird. I'm with you. All, I'm with you. All of this started, uh, BuzzFeed had an article recently about a shower curtain that you could slide your tablet into. <laughs> uh, so that oh, you man. could... It had this pocket on the outside of the shower curtain so that you could put a, like a movie or something on and then sit in the shower and watch... Uh, and a movie. And How long are people in the? Sh- uh, am I showering yeah. too short? Is this the problem? That's right. Should I be yes. showering longer? Okay. There are hygiene yes. questions now. Yeah. yeah. Two, two and, and a half hours. All right. You should Stop. be showering longer. You don't live in California, so you're you're clear. Yeah, I'm fine. That. I'm fine. All right. That is our fourth topic. We've got just enough time for a bonus topic. But before that, let's hear from our bonus topic sponsor, Micah. This episode of Clockwise is brought to you by our dear friends at Squarespace. If you enter the offer code CLOCKWISE at checkout, you're going to get 10% off your first purchase. Now go ahead and what do we do? We make our next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea. You can create an online store, a portfolio, a blog, pretty much anything you want to, because Squarespace's all-in-one platform lets you do just that. You don't have to worry about patches, there's nothing to install, there aren't any upgrades to worry about, because Squarespace has it all covered for you. Plus, they've got award-winning 24-7 customer support, so if you run into any issues or aren't sure how to do something, you can talk to them. They're the pros. Let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name so you can come up with something clever that's just yours. And they have really awesome award-winning as well templates that are beautifully designed to show off your great ideas. Uh, I've been talking lately about the fact that Squarespace is a great place to create a podcast. Uh, it's, well, a great place to store and and publish a podcast. They don't talk about that enough, I think. It's kind of difficult to sort of figure out uh, how to put together a website for a podcast, how to make sure that it's going to the right places, that the feed is all in place. And Squarespace has a bunch of support documents as well as a great and simple way to make all that happen. So if you are looking to create a podcast, you should definitely consider Squarespace. And guess what? Plans start at just 12 bucks a month. But you, listener, can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com. Now, when you decide to sign up, go ahead and use that offer code clockwise. You'll get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for our show. And thank you, Squarespace, for your support. Squarespace, make your next move. Make your next website. All right, the bonus topic for today. Really quick, what is the most indispensable thing non-tech? that you carry with you every day. Kathy? So I don't really leave the house a whole lot, um, which I guess is fine. You know, I've man, this has been such a therapeutic episode of Clockwise for me. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Um, but my water bottle goes with me everywhere. I am constantly thirsty, especially being pregnant and having fresh water in a plastic, like refillable water bottle is completely indispensable i don't go anywhere without it hmm. 
Um, I, I'm going to have to go with, uh, I have this wallet, so to speak. It's called the uh, Dash Company Premium Slim Wallet. Uh, and basically, it's just a super slim little folio that I keep my cards in. And it has a little slot for cash, which, again, I never use. Uh, <laughs> and I absolutely adore it because it doesn't make my pocket stick out at all, which I do not like. So that's it. The Dash Company Wallet. Russell, what about you? I'm super boring, so a microfiber cloth, uh, because my glasses get smudged all the time, forever, no matter what happens, even when there's nothing that could possibly have touched it. Uh, so I am, I am in a constant state of cleaning my glasses. Uh, I'm also pretty boring, but mine is a uh, actually a nail clipper, uh, just because I hate when I get like <sighs> yes. you know like a scuffed nail or hangnail drives me insane. So got to keep one of those on me all the time. Nice. All right, good answers all around. Good tips for our for our listeners, I'm sure. Uh, that brings us <laughs> to the end of the show, and all that's left is for us to thank our guest Kathy Campbell. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Dan, for having me back. If you'll have me again in the future, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we would love to and russell holly thanks so much for being here it's been a pleasure thanks for having me and micah go forth and enjoy some pie oh uh, i think i will do that now nom 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 all right uh we will be back next week but until then we remind all of you out there watch what you say and keep watching the clock bye everybody 